Welcome to A Woman's Clarity, a podcast that empowers financial professionals to better connect with and serve their female clients. Listen in as host Kirsten Schlumbaum, Vice President of Annuity Sales at C2P, and her guests help you speak the language of women clients and meet their unique financial needs and goals. Hello and welcome to A Woman's Clarity. I am Kirsten Schlumbaum, Vice President of Annuity Sales here at C2P and host of A Woman's Clarity. Anybody who knows me, and I just met Jomar Hooper recently, will know that a part of my DNA, a part of my makeup, is giving back. I think I've been giving back to the community since I was, I'm going to use a really uh, Midwest phrase or Southern phrase, I don't know where it came from, but since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. I was born to having a sister with Down syndrome, and so at the beginnings of my life, I started volunteering with Special Olympics. So I evolved and also helped create a not-for-profit in my late 30s, living in Des Moines, helping animals. So giving back to community is really important to me. It's in my DNA. And I really do feel a conviction and a gratitude for this industry that we are in to give back. So I am excited and I have a lot of gratitude for Joe Marr Hooper joining us from Third Decade. So welcome, Joe Marr. Thank you so very much. I'm happy to be here today. Uh, you're in Arizona, so we're in the same time zone. It's really great right now to be able to connect with people <laughs> and not get up too early. But since you're here, do you mind sharing a little bit about yourself, what Third Decade does? Absolutely. I am a Midwest transplant out to Phoenix as of a year and a half ago. And I just so happened that I'm happy that this was my second summer out in Phoenix, because if it was my first, it might have been my last with this being <laughs> as hot as it was. But I really love being out here in the Southwest, coming from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and uh, to be the CEO of Third Decade, an organization that just means so much to me with our mission and just how we impact the young folks, young adults throughout the country. Fabulous. And before we get into Third Decade, what is helping the next generation with financial planning, did you accidentally fall into financial planning or is this part of your career path? This is accidental, honestly. I, you know, I've most of my career has been spent in government and nonprofit leadership, and okay. particularly in the finance sector. So just being able to, you know, understand the numbers has been something that's been part of my career. And mentoring has actually been a strain and a big piece of the work, which I've done both in my career and through the my, my giving and nonprofit work. So being able to, to put the two together with their decade on the financial side, plus strongly on the mentoring side has been, is what really attracted me. So that's kind of where I come from, the nonprofit leadership kind of arena. I got it. But I really do love the purpose and the mission of Third Decade. I was fortunate in high school to be taught more about budgeting, savings, investing. I had a phenomenal mentor teacher, Mr. Sanders, who was my DECA teacher. He got me involved. Now, when I went to college, I was going to go be a social worker. I didn't think that this kind of activity would be in my wheelhouse. So I'm an accidental member of financial services. But after learning from Ashley about third decade, my heart just kind of beat it a little faster and it gave me a little hop in my step because I'm like, wow, this really does bring two things I love together. I am, for lack of a better word, blessed and have a lot of gratitude for being in this industry and learning so much. But I love the opportunity to help others find their way with either their financial planning or even getting into the industry. So do you mind sharing and tell us more about Third Decade and what you do? 
Absolutely. I hope you have time because I could talk about Third <laughs> Decade forever. But Third Decade is a uh, nonprofit organization based out of Arizona, but we're a national serving organization that really works to bring a unique mix of financial education and mentoring to our participants. And who are our participants? They're young adults, Gen Z, millennials, ages 18 through 35 who make lower to moderate income, who, as you mentioned, you got some of that information in high school, but a vast majority of our folks who we serve haven't gotten that either from the educational system or from their family or the community, or they're hearing the wrong things on TikTok and uh, Instagram as we speak. So our goal as an organization is just really get those folks into our program, figure out how we can continue to serve them as great as possible with our educational programming and connect them with a caring volunteer mentor from the financial services sector who's going to spend time with them. They're going to spend two years with that particular person to help them build a financial plan and get what they need out of life. So you're telling me that person on TikTok that took $100 and ended up with $100,000 might not be accurate? Well, you, you know what we say, the path to wealth is through Robin Hood, right? That's what they say. They don't say that, actually. So 100%. There's so much bad advice out there that Gen Z and millennials are turning to when it comes to social media. And our goal is just to take concepts that nothing we teach is mind-blowing. It's stuff that folks that are that's basic. It's, it's things that are out there. We just really package it in a way that our participants can learn from it take the concepts, grasp them, and really start making subtle changes in their lives as they move forward. One of the great things about working with C2P is we are very focused on educating our advisors so they can educate their clients. So I believe like our values in education line up. So can you share, like, let's say I was flashback and let's say I'm 23. I won't go back to 18. That was an awkward time with big banks. But let's say I'm 23 and I want to get involved with third decade because I don't want to make the mistakes, not that my parents made, but my parents had made. How do they get involved? And then can you explain the process? Yeah, absolutely. So we, and that's the target demographic, those young people who are starting out in their careers or finishing college and don't know where to begin when it comes to their financial journey. A lot of our participants are very insecure about these conversations as well, too. That's one thing we hear is that. I didn't know where to start, or I was really scared to kind of even jump into a program like this because I didn't know what my money's doing and how it's going to work for me. So, you know, when we get folks who hear about third decade through whatever resource, we have a lot of word of mouth that people come to us from, but we also do some marketing and people understand through our marketing what our program is. So they come to us, they fill out an application, and if they meet the criteria, they're in our program, essentially. There's not really much uh, to talk about as long as they meet our criteria. And we have a new cohort of participants starting each quarter. So we're starting uh, the uh, next class is Q1 of 2024, and we continue to move forward like that. And once you get in our class, you're going to get 10 hours of education. So we have a wonderful instructor who's going to work with you to give you all the basics that you need to know about financial literacy. So you're going to learn about compound interest how to budget, how to manage your debt, how to stay out of debt. What does investing look like? What does a 401k look like? What does renting versus owning, taxes, insurance, just you name it. Those are the concepts which we teach in those 10 hours. After you get the 10 hours, you kind of move forward. After you pass a test, you move forward into our mentoring phase. So we have a stable of volunteer mentors from throughout the country, whether they're CFPs, AFCs, just folks who really 
have good understanding of financial services and the concepts which we teach. We connect you with one of our mentors and they're gonna form a two-year relationship with you. So the first meeting of that two years, you're gonna have a discovery meeting, which we call it. So they're gonna sit down with you. They're gonna talk about your goals, your hopes, your dreams. What do you wanna do with your money? And they're gonna create a financial plan for you. It's gonna be the same basic financial plan that you would get if you went to a wealth advisor, which we know our participants traditionally don't have access to. After that, they're gonna set you forward for a year. You go out into the wild and work on your plan, see how things are moving and just kind of make sure that you're getting things done the way that they need to be done. We're gonna come back a year later, have a, a progress meeting, make sure everything's going well. Let's talk about things, let's update things. Come back a year later for our second and last progress meeting where we kind of finalize a plan, make sure everything's working the way it needs to be and your goals are being reached and set you forward into the world. Amazing. Now I'm thinking about my 23 year old self. I would have loved to have a little bit more education on don't get into credit card debt because that was my first trap. So I find that to be fascinating because, you know, some of these credit card companies, you open up your mailbox at your dormitory, you get three different credit card applications. Are you used to it? I mean, it's been a few years. I know I look like I'm young, but it's been a few years since I've been in college, but I don't, I don't know if they change their practices it's, or not. It's still the same. I have two okay. daughters in college. And even if you go to a football game, there's, you can sign up for a credit card and get a free t-shirt or something like that. So it's still the same trap for our young people that they're having right now. And when looking at a commitment, the pre-work, it's 10 hours, but it's not like you're spending all day Saturday. Is that broken down into morsels so that people can digest it? Absolutely. There's two ways that folks can really get attached to our program in, in those 10 hours. So we have direct live classes. So they're going to be every other week for, for two months. We're going to have two and a half hours worth of classes where you can sit down on our Zoom and listen to our teacher and ask questions and just be engaged as if you're in an actual classroom. That doesn't work for everybody. We know that people have busy lives. They have kids. They have responsibilities. So you can also take our course uh, asynchronously. So if you can't make the live classes and you need to take some time, you want to do it on a Saturday morning or a Sunday afternoon or whatever, you can log on to our learning management system and take the class at your own pace. Uh, as long as you're keeping up with the class and kind of completing it within the, the week or so time frame of the class. So we try to be as flexible as possible to offer those uh, two separate options for folks to be attached to our courses. Okay. And then I heard you, there's a test and like some people get test anxiety. I do, but it's not a test to say, oh, you did everything wrong. It's a test to help them understand the choices that they're making or what's for the information that they've just digested. Absolutely. It's more of a review just to make okay. sure that we talk about the concepts in which we taught. And just to be clear, we have a pretty much hundred percent pass rate because people pay attention to our course. They pay attention to the, to the instructor. They pay attention to what they're learning and they really, they're here because they want to, you know, having 10 hours worth of time is not for everyone. So they're here because they want to. So they most, we rarely have a problem with anyone not passing our test to move on to mentoring. That's good for somebody with test anxiety or somebody, you know, we all have our different challenges as we go through life. The more confident we get, the more confident we get. So, it, you know, just want to make sure that nobody feels excluded because this is really an all-inclusive organization. Like your demographics are strong. I mean, when we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, you guys are 
for lack of a better term, I think what the kids say today is that you're nailing it. Yeah, that's our goal. Our goal is to really reflect the population when it comes to those who we serve, because we do know that the financial services industry can be very male dominated, can be very white male dominated. So we uh, go out of our way to make sure that our participants, that we're serving a diverse group of young people. So right now, over 60 percent, 60, over 63 percent of our participants are women. So that's one thing we really hope to bring is that financial knowledge and financial education to more young women throughout our country. And additionally, we're trying to move the needle around making sure all ethnic backgrounds are being a part of our program, too, because we know that they historically have been left out of some of those financial conversations. So we're really turning the dial to make sure that we're serving as many folks from those ethnic backgrounds as possible as well, too. And that's one of the missions of A Woman's Clarity is we want to educate more, whether they're advisors or future clients on why they should make these decisions. So I'm really, it excites me for, you know, my great nieces and my niece who's in college right now to have such a resource to, if they're not getting it in school or from their parents, and to have this resource to join. Now, let's talk about matching up uh, uh, mentors and mentees. How is, how do you do that? Is there some sort of like, do I swipe right? Or do I fill out a, a type of like background or a personality test? How do you meant mentor? I'm sorry. We try to keep it as simple as possible. So we we just ask a couple questions on the front end of our participants and on the front end for our volunteers. And then we try to match them based upon those answers. So so, sort of like around um, what is it? What are your long term goals? What do you hope to accomplish? What are some of the skills that you hope to learn? And then we try to match the folks with the skills who have that as well, too. So we we try to keep it as low key as possible when it comes to the matching. But we just ask a few questions on the front end and we we do the, the general matching. I have a great team at Third Decade who works to do that matching themselves. So there's no app for me to swipe left or right on. It's really you taking the time to get to know the mentee and you have a good handle and I guess a relationship with the mentor and can mentors be in de demographics or areas that are different? It's not necessarily I'm in Oregon, so I would be matched with someone in Oregon. They could be in Virginia or Florida or even Alabama, just as long as our values and times ma match up. Yep, 100%. We do not have any geographical limitations to our pairings for our mentors and participants. So like you said, if you're in New York City, you can match with somebody in Fort Lauderdale. So it, it just as long as the, the interests kind of match up, there's really no time. Well, time zones actually matter as well, too, just when we're doing our scheduling. But it doesn't really matter where they're at across the country, as long as timing works for the participant and for the mentor. So when you talk about that two-year commitment, because, you know, when I was younger, two years was like the longest period of time. I may have been a little bit, of, you know, not patient or as patient back then as I am now. But can you go a little deeper into the two-year commitment? Because I feel like based, I'm looking at it from an almost 50-year-old mindset versus a younger mindset, but it doesn't sound like it's overwhelmingly hard to be committed for two years based on the structure. Absolutely. So I would say as a part of the education portion, one thing we really talk about is patience. And we use a phrase called go long when it comes to thinking about the time frame, which you want to start thinking about your money and start having that relationship with your future self. So when we try to instill that in our participants up front, it takes away some of that time frame when, it, when we think about two years. But when we're actually in the program, the two years is only three specific meetings over those two years. So you have one at the beginning, a progress meeting after the end of year one, and then a progress meeting after the end of year two. In that time frame, 
you have goals that you're trying to specifically accomplish yourself. So you're working with your um, you, your mentor to set the goals and it's on you as a participant to work through what those goals are through through that year. And then you come back and we talk about how did that go? Do we need to adjust anything, change anything? You said you wanted to save for a house. How's it going using the principles we taught to save for that house? And then we can make adjustments as we move forward into the next year. If need be, though, our participants have their the email and the contact information for their mentors so they can reach out in between time if need be. We see that it doesn't happen as much because people are so focused on moving forward with their goals that they're, they have their head down and they're moving forward and doing what needs to be done to get things accomplished. So the two years doesn't really feel like two years for a lot of the participants. It goes pretty fast. And one of the things we're really proud of is the fact that we currently one of the metrics which we measure is net worth and the net worth of our 95% of our participants see a growth in their net worth over the two years that they're with their decade with the average being near $63,000. So that means no matter where you're at on the income spectrum with your uh, uh, coming to third decade as a participant, you're going to see some growth in your net worth. I was going to ask how Kirsten at 23, like if I had something happen in my life, would I still have access to my mentor if it wasn't a scheduled call? And you answered that question before I could ask it, because it sounds like you guys have put a lot of thought and planning into it. Because there's always a what ifs. What if something happens? What if in my year, let's say I'm 24 years old and I'm married and we're planning, but all of a sudden we have a baby on the way, my goals might change. So you do have access to your mentor to help you navigate that plan because you may have to change things. A hundred percent. That's one of the things. So we are, we have a really great technology suite. So when our mentors come on, they get their a, a specific third decade email address, which folks can reach out to them on that email address. And one of the things I failed to highlight is we also kind of have a carrot at the end of the two years as well, too. So in addition to getting the wonderful education and the guidance from your mentor, most of our participants do not come to us with a Roth IRA. And we want to change that. So after the end of two years, we try to, we give a $250 matching gift into a Roth IRA for each of our participants who finish the full two years of our program. We call it our jumpstart because it's really hoping to jumpstart your financial journey into ensuring that you have your 401k, your different savings mechanisms, and now you have a Roth IRA as well. I love the carrot at the end of the stick where you're helping them understand the value is not only putting the investment into yourself, but you're going to help them get started because if somebody would have helped me at that point in time, I figure I would be so much farther than I am now. Not that I'm in a bad place, but I would just be farther because of the education and that carrot. So I love that because it's education, it's mentorship, and it's an investment back in the person that you've spent that two years with. And that's amazing. So let's talk a little bit before we talk about mentoring and the mentors and how to get involved, because I think that's also important. It's helping understand your program so we can help you help others in a better place financially. Can you talk about your education timeline and the, the four classes? that the students go through or the mentees go through? I probably shouldn't say students, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so each class is going to be two and a half hours. So let's just say we start on the first week of January. You're going to have your first class, two and a half hours. Um, then there's going to be some coursework, but not too much, but after the class. Um, then you're going to come back in two weeks for class number two. 
two weeks for class number three, two weeks for class number four. Those are for our live classes. Again, as I mentioned, you can also take them asynchronously, but as long as you complete the classes on our learning management system in that same time frame, you're good to go. And we really break it up into conversations. Our first class is going to be a lot of introduction. We're going to talk about budgeting. We're going to talk about debt reduction and management as well, too, and just talk about our core principles. Coming in for that class, too, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about credit and what that looks like to manage your credit and have good credit. And we're also going to spend time giving an introduction to investments, start thinking about diversification. What does that look like long term? This is where we start to uh, pull that lever that folks can start having that relationship with their future self that we mentioned. Coming back for class number three, we're going to talk a little bit about, is, are you ready to, to buy a home? Is it renting versus buying? We're going to talk about what does federal taxes look like for you? What does insurance look like for you? And coming in for our last class, we're going to kind of do a wrap up. We're going to talk about some end of life planning. That's, you know, it's a tough subject, but things that people need to know about. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk more about insurance and taxes and kind of just do a wrap up as well, too. That's amazing. And class four, obviously, you're speaking my language since I'm, you know, work with the insurance platform here at C2P. But I just wrapped up a podcast talking about life insurance and why it's important to women. And if 60% of your demographic is female, this is an important conversation, but this is really important. And I know when I was younger, I didn't think about life insurance the same way as I do now, because there's an evolution of, are you buying it to cover your debt? Are you looking for, are you planning for cash? Are you are looking for tax-free retirement? Are you concerned about, probably not at this age, you know, long-term care. So I love that you're planting the seeds and helping them navigate and looking forward. Because the way I thought when I was 24 versus almost 50, it's quite different on some things. <laughs> and the good part about our education, it really sets the stage for the mentoring conversation because mm -hmm. they're not going into the conversation with their mentor blind anymore. They have, they, they're armed with a little bit of knowledge, the education from our classes, so that when they're having these conversations with their mentor, they're armed with what we, we taught them as a participant. So I, I think we covered this at the beginning, but I just want to just reiterate again, why is mentoring needed? Why is this your passion and why? Yeah. Yes, I'm so, going to keep asking why because well, I know is, why, but. <laughs> yeah, the why is important for us because we mentoring has been uh, something I held close to my heart because I know that I would not have gotten to where I am in this world without people in my life to provide me with that guidance in all forms of fashions, whether that's just uh, in my career, in my finances. Mentoring is a very positive thing that we know can really help folks get to the next level. So that's why we take the whole track. Like we know you can't do it alone and you shouldn't have to do it alone. Folks with means are not doing this alone. They're going to wealth advisors. They're having these conversations. So we want to bring that guidance that folks are having and can have to folks who traditionally don't have access to that. So that's why we feel that mentoring is vitally important. And then we look at some stats. I saw some stats recently that 43% of millennials are, are considered financially illiterate. 50% of millennials are living paycheck to paycheck currently. And probably most importantly, this is the first generation, these current millennials that are not making more than their parents at the same age. And that's concerning. And we know with inflation, the cost of housing has gone up. Folks don't feel that they can start saving for home ownership. We feel that guidance and those numbers, they need folks to help them get to where they need to be. And that's where we try to bridge that gap. But as we're bridging that gap, and then let's move on to the mentee-mentor mashup. How do people get involved? What do you look for in a mentor? Absolutely. So we have several ways of getting involved. We have 
amazing partnerships with firms throughout the country. So Dimensional Fund Advisors DFA has been a great partner to us as far as opening doors and making connections with firms throughout the country to get them and their participants and their advisors to, to give back their time at third decade. So we work with uh, a ton of great, a great group of uh, wealth advisory firms throughout the country, and they give back tons of time to our participants. We also, you know, advertise through uh, the Foundation for Financial Planning, and we have relationships with the CFP board. So just those organizations that are promoting pro bono advising, we have a great relationship with them as well, too. So those are ways that we get folks. But we also just take the mentors from who have a great background, but just want to give back. So if you're a firm, if you're a person who's a, a single person firm and you want to find a good, back, uh, a good way to give back, People are finding us at Third Decade, and they're really saying, I want to give back to the community, and Third Decade has been a way for them to do that. So our criteria is, as long as you care about our participants, you have that heart where you can guide folks, and you really want to give back. Those are the most important things, and you have that financial knowledge. To, to us, giving back is the most important thing. Having that financial knowledge is second. We have really robust training, which we provide our mentors so that they can have an opportunity to have great conversations that are culturally relevant and culturally competent to our participants as well, too. I think when you and I had our first conversation about this, we talked about that you've got a robust, not just for the mentees, but you have robust training for the mentors so they are prepared to take on that two-year commitment but they still get to leverage the tools that they're already using within their own firm. Like take, for example, C2P, where one of our best processes is our bucket plan training, helping with time segmented mon money, which is a very holistic and simplified process. So if one of our advisors wanted to get involved, they still use our process after going through your mentor training, correct? It's not like you're going to say, this is how you're going to do all the financial planning. They still get to use the tools that they're used to, correct? Well, essential in a way, there's it's kind of six or half a dozen a little bit. For the most part, we kind of want to prescribe the experience a little bit to them as far as like, these are some of the things that you want to talk about. These are the, some of the ways you guide the conversation. So our training is really teaching them how to have conversations more so than anything. Okay. Uh, because I know we know that our our advisors are not used to really talking with folks from lower income backgrounds. So we really want to make sure that they're having those okay. really great conversations. But what our advisors bring from their from their careers and their lives is that knowledge and skill base and practical experience, which they have working with their customers for years. And we don't want them to leave that at the door. We want them to bring the, that knowledge base, that experience, and some of the things which they, they, they do, which are successful, to our program as well, too. So I would say it's about six or half a dozen. We kind of have a prescribed way of doing it, but we don't want you to leave all that you know and all that you brought uh, your experience at the door either. But you're coaching the mentors and helping them build the foundation to exactly. work with maybe a different type of demographic or clientele than they're used to. But you're not asking them to shed all the, the hats that they've worn throughout their career. You're just It's going to be a, like a melting pot. Mentors, mentees, builds talents, and the guidelines that you provide. And Absolutely. I love that. I love that. I mean, I think in every aspect of what we do, whether you're in the advisor's chair, you're like a vice president of annuity sales like I am, or in your chair, every day is an opportunity to do what we do better. So if I can learn how to communicate with somebody from a different younger generation or the next gen or the rising gen, however you want to view it, or from a different demographic that I may have not had more that much experience with, I love to be educated to better help other people. So that gives me an opportunity to grow. And not all mentee-mentor relationships 
are is a mentee feeling fulfilled mentors also get a lot out of it because if my experience grows because i get to work with somebody i've never had a chance to work with before i'm a better person absolutely we and that's what we want we want win scenarios for our mentors and our participants when you give back working with third decade we want you to feel a sense of satisfaction that you're helping to change the financial futures of some young person who without you who knows where they could be. So we really want them to have that sense of satisfaction as a mentor as well too. I love it. And anybody who listens to my podcast knows I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to statistics. I'm looking at some of your statistics. I, you can correct me if I am out of date, but you have 105 active financial mentors. About 130 now. 130. And you said what, 65,000 is the average change in net worth of yep. those who've gone through your program. Exactly. The average age is 29. And I think you said 63, 65% are female. Yep, uh, 63%. And do you have a breakdown too on the diversity of all the, the mentees in the program as well? I can tell you that when it comes to ethnicity, as of our current numbers, we're about 18% Hispanic serving, around 7% African-American, about 6% Asian, and about 58% white at this point in time. So we really, and that's a big change from when I started at our organization back in 2022. So we've really turned the dial on making sure that's an emphasis for us and it's really paying dividends. That's amazing. And it's awesome because I feel like it's, there's such a need because I hear things all the time, well, I wish I would have learned this when I was in high school. I wish I would have had this kind of training. What are you looking forward to most in your the next year with Third Decade? Growth. If I, one word is just growth. I really want us to continue to grow as an organization we're, we just finished a, a three-year strategic plan last year, and we're in year one of that, and year two next year is for us to continue to grow. We want to serve more and more participants. We want to serve more and more folks throughout the country in different states that we haven't served yet. We want to recruit more and more mentors from areas that we haven't uh, had, and we want to create more partnerships with organizations, both on the mentoring side and the participant pipeline side, to get more folks in. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say more growth when it comes to our donations as well, too. We want to make sure that folks understand our mission and want to be a part of uh, helping us get that mission uh, off the ground successfully. And you are a registered 503C, so that's yes. fantastic. So people can donate and support you with financial donations if they don't have the time or energy to be a mentor to a phenomenal mentee in the program. Another question before we wrap it up, because it just occurred to me that somebody listening to this could be a newer advisor in the business. Is there a requirement for how long somebody's been in the business to be a mentor to your Absolute, mentees? Absolutely not. We actually embrace those folks who are younger in their careers, honestly, because it gives it'll, it's going to allow them to be better um, uh, folks on their day job by getting the reps of talking with folks, again, who they traditionally don't get a chance to talk to and having more and more conversations. So they already gone through their education background and they're, uh, they're, they, they know the concepts. So being able to leverage folks at a younger age to both give back and to grow, help them grow in their career is a win for us as well too. So no, we truly embrace that opportunity. And there's this whole theory about mentoring that peer-to-peer -peer mentorship really works too. So if I'm a 23 year old, and my mentor is 24 year, years old starting at a new firm, those are some great conversations that we can have if that person's coming to me with a point of knowledge as well too. Now, as we're wrapping up, I'm gonna put you in the hot seat, hope you feel it. What's the benefits? Like, 
to the advisors listening, or even if we've got the next gen who's looking for help financially, what's the benefits of partnering with Third Decade? Multiple benefits. I would say if, if you're uh, looking to volunteer with us, number one benefit is going to be that sense of satisfaction of giving back. We de we definitely feel like that's the number one thing. We want you to have that intrinsic heartfelt feeling of I'm doing something for the community and for these young people. That's going to be number one. But you're also going to get uh, a chance to talk with young folks from diverse backgrounds and diverse socioeconomic situations that you don't get to talk to in your day job if you're an advisor or depending on where what, where you're at in the financial services industry. So this is an opportunity to have more and more conversations with folks who you, you traditionally just would not have been able to talk to, which is going to help you grow yourself as a person moving forward. So those are the two things which we look forward to when it comes to the win-wins of being a, a mentor for participants. Obviously, you're going to learn so much as far as what you need to know to be successful. We're going to create that relationship between you and your future self, and we're going to help guide you to where you need to be. So it's a win for our participants, a win for our volunteers, and a win for those who support our organization. And how do people get in touch with you or your team to get involved, whether as a mentee or a mentor? Go to our website. It's www.3rddecade.org. So www, the number three, org. You can apply for our program as a participant. You can apply to be a mentor on our website as well, too. And you can get more information just about our programming and our organization and get in contact with me. I love it, Jomar. Thank you so much for being a part of this and speaking with me and our listening audience. I so appreciate it. I'm going to wrap up with one of my favorite quotes because I do believe in giving back to our communities. I love this quote by Irma Bombeck. She wrote, when I stand for God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say I used everything you gave me. So to the advisors listening, to potential you know, the next generation looking to save. Take the opportunity, go to the website, learn, join this organization. And to the advisors listening, give back. And whatever you do today, do something good. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in to A Woman's Clarity, brought to you by C2P, an organization whose purpose is to educate, train, grow, and support holistic financial advisors so families can achieve true prosperity. Subscribe now and never miss an opportunity to learn how to become a more proactive, holistic advisor to the fast-growing female client base. Visit C2PEnterprises.com to learn how we can help support and enhance your business. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of viewing. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P Enterprises, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.